Welcome to Sassy Eggs, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Be Me. It's a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 3, Episode 15, Consequences. We're talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. We'll be talking about crime and punishment. So spoilers abound for this episode, any episode before it, after it, even the comics and possibly other shows or movies. We have a choice. We've tasted something few ever do. To podcast without remorse is to feel like a god. But we're not gods. We're not much more than children. This path will ruin us. Hello! We're back again. And maybe not on time, but who cares? Uh, my name's Kelly. Uh, punctual as ever, and I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Stalo. Guess who's back, 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 back again. Stasia? Is back, back, back. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, hey, we're here to talk about season three, episode fifteen, consequences. And I would like to tell you that it was written by Marty Noxon of Marty Noxon fame. So we don't really need to go into that. But directed by Michael Gershman, uh, who's actually the director of photography and cinematographer on almost every single episode of the show. So he's been there since the beginning. Uh, this is the second of 10 episodes he'll direct for this the series. But yeah, I didn't realize that he was such a fixture of the, sh- of the show. He actually got an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Cinematography in a Single Camera Series for Hush. So oh. Um, he was obviously a cinematographer on that, but he actually passed away last year on uh, March 10th, 2018. And uh, Joss Whedon had to say about Mr. Gershman. TV fantasy was all fisheye lenses and purple gels, but with a budget of zero dollars, director of photography Michael Gershman made Buffy look grown up and gorgeous. It helped define the show more than people know. Great guy, great eye, RIP. So uh, he actually did the commentary for the episode for this on the dvd which was really enlightening very technical um so if you're not into if you're not a a film head not that i am in any way it it might not be like with the writers they really get into the characters because they're the voices of the characters are the reason why we love the show so much uh but the directing is just as important and for somebody who is also the director of photography on almost all the show he's the one that stages everything he's the one that makes the sets like has the vision for what the sets should be uh, you know, the big sweeping shots and stuff like that. He has to scope out all those things. And so he really had a lot of control behind the scenes. And uh, I, I think that we owe a lot to him. So even though the, the commentary is not as maybe engaging, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. So if you haven't done that, I recommend it. But uh, what even happened in this episode that Michael Gershman directed? Uh, we're dealing with consequences. The consequences. Consequences of Faith murdering DMAF. Never forget. R.I.P. R.I.P. And that's basically it. We kind of just deal with the emotional roller coaster of uh, of how the Slayers are feeling. Um, inexplicably, Wesley asks the Slayers to investigate Deputy Mary Allen Finch's murder, um, and they do it by breaking into the mayor's office to see what was going on with them. Turns out they're bad guys. Uh, everybody, which they did not know. This is new information. Bad boys. Bad boys. For the bad girls. Bad boys for the bad girls. What you gonna do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call Sunnydale PD. They're gonna get you. Well, yeah, occasionally they do. They're not though. Not really. Uh, Buffy and Faith have a couple of confrontations, and uh, we end up at the docks where Trick is sent to murder the Slayers so they can get rid of this this uh, nasty business. People knowing about their their what do you want to say conspiratorial nature? I guess. Yeah. And uh, he fails. Go figure. But Faith. And Buffy's relationship is destroyed and Faith feels abandoned or persecuted or what have you, worried about getting murdered or worried about getting murdered, worried about people finding out about the murder, going to jail. Oh yeah. Wesley tries to send her to jail. That was a thing. This is falling apart. Uh, It all came pretty quickly. She joins the bad side. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, there's not really a lot of movement. There's not a lot of plot points other than they, they find out that mayor's been murdered or deputy Mary Elephant has been murdered. Wesley makes them go check it out. Doesn't work out. We find out Faith is the one who murdered somebody. Wesley tries to put her in jail. And then Faith, feeling betrayed, goes and joins some air. Right. There we go. That was much better. It's like talking to a wall. Only you get more from a wall. There was not really any firsts in this episode other than, again, with the murder being the first. But that was more last episode. Uh, but there's a couple of interesting things. Continuity. Sweet, oh. delicious continuity. Detective Paul Stein. Yes, he has a name was actually the same detective that was like investigating the murder of Ted and Kendra. Same guy. Can you believe it? It's the same guy. And we've I never... believe it. It's the only cop Sunnydale has. <laughs> it's true. 
No, there is also his boss, whatever. We well, got detectives the, and you Sergeant got... something who was the one that was Slaughter. talking. Sergeant Slaughter. Sure. At the end of season two-ish where he's talking to uh, Principal Snyder about like, oh, how are we going to cover up this Wait, time? he's been in the show before you is what you're saying to me. Well, no, Stein has. He's been in two episodes. Shit, I don't remember yeah. that guy. But he also has a boss who, so I'm saying there's two cops in Sunny Hills. And then there's the woman that was well, investigating the situation with all the. There's also the two cops that arrested Buffy literally last episode who got injured. Exactly. In so vehicle. we've got at least five, we've six police officers. Officers. Five or six. Well, the gas leak famously, there was probably like a dozen just wandering about. So who are those people? Yeah. Who knows? Robu- what I'm saying, robust. They have a robust police department in Sunnydale. For sure. Detective Stein continuity. And also... Does Oz, that do it for you? Is that like, that's good I enough for you? I think it's something. Shit. We won't ever see him again, but he was there. <laughs> he was there. Uh, Oz is not in this episode, and he's the fir- the only person in season three that is in the, like, the main title and everything to not be in an episode because he was filming Austin Powers at the time. And uh, Faith says something in this episode. She says, we are the law and Buffy is aghast. And later in this series, in season seven, Buffy will say, I am the law. So I thought that was neat because it shows how far Buffy has changed her attitude where like she's appalled at the idea of we can take justice into our own hands. We're the be all end all. And then becomes that herself in the end. So Let's get into it, I guess. Right? How 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 do people? I like this episode because I think there's a lot of dramatic moments between Angel and Buffy. Angel, Buffy, Jesus Christ, between Faith and Buffy that are uh, really important. I mean, those those two scenes kind of make the the episode. The Doc one's a, a little whatever, but her confronting Faith outside on Maple Court, I think, because that's one of the only streets we have. Uh, I think is one of the best scenes in the show because it really lays out kind of you question good. And evil, like, is Faith truly bad? Isn't she making decent points? Is Buffy actually right? You see the dead guy in your head every day for the rest of your life? Buffy, I'm not gonna see anything. I missed the mark last night, and I'm sorry about the guy. I really am. But it happens. Anyways, how many people do you think we saved by now? Thousands? And didn't you stop the world from ending? Because in my book, that puts you and me in the plus column. We help people. It doesn't mean we can do whatever we want. Why not? The guy offers no Gandhi. I mean, we just saw he was mixed up in dirty dealings. Maybe. But what if he was coming to us for help? What if he was? You're still not seeing the big picture, B. Something made us different. We're warriors. We were built to kill. To kill demons. But it does not mean that we get to pass judgment on people like we're better than everybody else. We are better. That's right. Better. People need us to survive. In the balance, nobody's going to cry over some random bystander who got caught in the crossfire. I am. That's your loss. I think this is one of those episodes where if you binge the show, you don't really think about it. Mm. Yeah. Because nothing actually happens. Yeah, I was struggling to find the plot. I'm like, what did happen? There were a lot of conversations. It's just like a bridge episode between things happening that being said when you watch it just like solo as a standalone episode i actually really liked it uh i thought it was really fun i liked the scenes between faith and buffy but i even more liked the scenes between buffy and giles where she's basically saying i'm not giving up on her i'm gonna do what it takes to make sure that faith is okay so i really like that you know even though they've had a strained relationship buffy's gonna support faith the best way that she can um and i also like the scene between faith and angel when angel is like yeah. i'm a monster too yeah. <laughs> it's like a so, tryout for angel yeah mm. i just i think it's nice when we get episodes of buffy that actually grapple with like the realities of their situation like they kill things day in and day out but to like actually take a step back and say like what does this mean what rights do we have with our job what boundaries should we not be crossing is interesting safety words are for wusses that was the most interesting part is sort of two slayers talking about what they can and cannot do their limitations are kind of the thing that makes me laugh because you know faith is famous for like we're the law we're above the law but like literally she gets chained every episode (laughs) you know like she has no like that's the relative strength thing that's so hard to deal with because Mm -hmm. like when buffy says i am the law in season seven she's so powerful at that point and they've really perfected how powerful the Slayer is supposed to be. This is like really hard to like fathom that like three vampires can take down hmm. two Slayers. Like get out of here. So that was that was a bit much. But yeah, everything with um, Buffy and Faith was fantastic. 
Uh, Wesley, I mean, the whole episode hinges upon, and this, these are the episodes I don't like, or the entire episode hinges upon Wesley saying, hey, did you hear about this murder? You guys are now detectives. You will <laughs> yeah. figure oh this out. God. There's absolutely no reason that Buffy and Faith mm-hmm. should ever have Be been- with investigating murders. Investigating murders. So the fact that that happened- is so dumb and appallingly dumb that like the whole episode you kind of just have to call into question. But if you forget that immediately, then the rest of it's great. You know, Wesley becomes kind of the little, you know, sort of rat that he was before, you know, doing this whole thing with the council and all these people showing up to like take Faith to council jail or whatever. It was all fine. I mean, all that stuff was really dumb because Faith escaping was stupid. And I don't know. There was a lot of dumb moments in it, but like Elijah Deshku was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like that scene on Maple Court, question mark was amazing she, she you know sarah michelle geller does not get out acted often on the show and if she is it's usually by anthony stewart head mm. and in this case i think elijah deshku was way better than her i thought sarah michelle geller was almost like comically ridiculous when she mm. was like talking with faith faith was killing it so she did do that, a great job that whole conversation was great whoever you know marty Knoxon wrote that that was fantastic yeah well done definitely a highlight of the the episode yeah. Uh, so we're dealing with the consequences of Faith's actions in the last episode in Bad Girls, murdering the mayor. Oh, my God. I keep saying that. Murdering Deputy saying. Mayor Alan Finch. DMAP. DMAP. Hashtag DMAP. Jeepers. Creepers. Fishermen discovered the body today, the victim of a brutal stabbing. Authorities and citizens alike were shocked when the slain man was identified as Deputy Mayor Alan Finch. Still reeling from the news, Mayor Wilkins had this to say. Mr. Finch was not only my longtime aide and associate, he was a close personal friend. I promise you I will not rest until whoever did this is found and brought to justice. Thank you very much. Uh, And it made me really question (laughs) how often we break the law on this show and how people should really be thrown in jail. Not by order of the Watchers Council of England, because that's not a fucking thing, but a real actual jail. And I wanted to break some stuff down for you, according to California law. So what Faith did, uh, usually murder would be the charge, right? And then it usually gets talked down in court to manslaughter. So manslaughter is not something you usually get uh, charged with. It's something that you end up being sentenced for, if that makes sense, if I explain that correctly. So that's definitely what happened, because as defined by the state of California, voluntary manslaughter is the killing of another human being that one commits one, during a sudden quarrel, two, in the heat of passion, or yeah. three, based on an honest but unreasonable belief of the need to defend oneself. See, in perfect self-defense, that was the Menendez brothers thing, right? They claimed that it was self-defense, even though they weren't actively being attacked in the moment, they had a reasonable belief that they were going to be killed imminently. So that's what voluntary manslaughter is. It's a felony and has a, a wide range of sentencing depending on the crime itself and the circumstances of it but it could be anything from probation to 11 years prison that's the maximum sentence okay. which doesn't actually seem that long so i think faith but if it's a thing of passion you know it's you're not going to have that passionate circumstance again right which theory. is why this is not murder right because that's premeditation right. that would have been if faith was like i'm gonna go kill dmap right now and then yeah. did it the deputy mayor had wooden splinters in his wound struck right through the heart with a sharp pointed object now word is someone was fighting vampires not a block away from the scene i mean smart money says it was slayer did this job what do you think he talked to them if he did i'm thinking he said the wrong thing well this is exciting a slayer up for murder one that's sunshine and roses to me it really is What else happened? Well, Buffy was an accessory after the fact, wasn't she? she? she Not only her, but everybody, because they all knew, right? As soon as Buffy goes in and tells Giles, well, Faith goes in and tells Giles Mm. that uh, we killed somebody last night. Now everyone's everyone's a party. It's true. true. So that's harboring, concealing, or aiding a person whom you know to have committed a felony in order to protect them from arrest, trial, conviction, and or sentencing. Accessory after the fact can be a misdemeanor or a felony, uh, which is dependent upon, again, the circumstances of the case and the person's criminal history. So if this was your first oh. offense, it both, it's going to be a lot less. less Faith has been in the system, though, before. You would think, you right? Think. I think we kind of talked about that Buffy before. Buffy would be fine, are, though. Yeah. Well, no, famously, Buffy would not. She would definitely be known to the system, as we'll get to later. <laughs> uh, if convicted, up to a $5,000 fine, one year in jail. If, if it's a misdemeanor, charges a misdemeanor, accessory after the fact, or if it's uh, three years, if it's charged as a felony. 
So that's, we got Faith for the Manslaughter, Buffy, and the whole crew, really, for accessory after the fact. Mm -hmm. And then what happens when you get rid of a body? Now, we all know about necrophilia, good old mutilating a body, right? Like, you just chop it up into little bitty bits and throw it where you may. But what if you just take take a body and gently dump it in a river with some weights attached to it? Because we're not really abusing a corpse, if you will. We're not dismembering anybody. But there's still certainly defiling. Be, We're not defiling. No, there's the no corpse. defilement. There's yeah. just dumping. Where's the dumping law? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, lots of places. No dumping here. So <laughs> you dump a body. Same as a trash. In the California statutes, the dumping law. The dumping yes. law. <laughs> so in Oregon, this would fall under abuse of a body, which has its own tra- charges. The only thing I could really find uh, in the state of California would be a violation of the Health and Safety Code, Division 7, re dead bodies. Every person who knowingly mutilates or dis disinters 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 yeah. uh wantonly disturbs or willfully removes any human remains in or from any location other than a dedicated cemetery without authority of law is guilty of a misdemeanor and generally speaking any misdemeanor in california the maximum is up to six months in jail and a thousand dollar fine it's like grave digging you know you're going in. yeah well they're saying if it's not in a cemetery so basically if you move a body from its original place right. at all without the consent of law Right. Unless it's in a cemetery, because if you are a grave, di- yeah, yeah. If you're if you're moving a corpse from one place to another for some reason in a funerary capacity, right. But if you're a grave digger going for jewels, okay, that yeah, not so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're violating the health the and body. safety code. Yes. Uh, but what she could also be charged with is destroying evidence. Uh, and sure. The mayor could also be charged with this because clearly he got rid of all of his documents before Faith and, and Buffy showed up to investigate. The mayor what, famously cannot be touched. His it's 100 days of non-touching. So he's <laughs> even fine. in a litigation sense. Yes. But if you know that evidence is going to be used against you and you willfully destroy it, it's a misdemeanor of up to $1,000 and six months in jail. And this applies whether there's an active investigation or not. So even though the mayor is not currently being investigated for anything, he could later be charged with destruction of evidence because... It would be hard to prove, though. Wouldn't it? Because you don't have the evidence to say that... you have the evidence and someone destroyed it. True. Without the rest of the evidence that we just talked about, yeah, it'd be tough to to prove. But you do have the corroboration and you've got faith in... Yeah. It's pretty blatant about her murder stuff. So Those are the easy ones. Those yeah. are very clearly, this is wrong. You guys did some wrong stuff. But what about the casual, uh, seemingly innocuous, painless crime that we're constantly committing on this show, using Willow to hack into people's shit? Uh, Giles, does, she does not do it in this episode, but Giles does ask her to do it, and she will do it in the next couple episodes. So California law, again, unauthorized computer access, no injury, meaning you're just looking around. I'm not taking anything. Just looking around. First offense, up to $1,000 fine. Second offense, misdemeanor probation, up to one year in jail and up to $5,000 fine. But what's the federal laws for like HIPAA and stuff like that? I didn't get into HIPAA. Uh, It's bad. Uh, I'm bad. I'm a bad, bad, bad person. If you tack on hacking into a government or public safety service, which is Willow's favorite thing to do. Yes. uh, If no injury, it's the same thing. So it's it's going to be oh, misdemeanor man. probation Before, or jail right. maximum jail one year five thousand dollar fine for the for your first offense, uh or sorry for your second offense cash and it, this is notable that it's also illegal to assist someone in doing this. Oh man, so they're it, anyway, all yeah. involved. <laughs> anyone wow. could be complicit. So wow. Now this is the big one that Willow does that we need because we need information. We don't just need to look at it. We need to take it. We need to change it. We need to True. fuck some stuff up. Altering, deleting, or taking data. Knowingly and without permission, taking, copying, altering, damaging, deleting, destroying, or making use of someone else's data data can be charged as a misdemeanor or a fel- felony, depending on the extent of the injury, meaning how fucked up you mess up the system, how much harm you caused, uh, up to one year in jail or up to three years in prison, depending on if it's a misdemeanor or a felony charge. So we're putting Willow on the line all the time. She's almost on the line more than anyone else. Yes. And she would never give up them. She would never say, oh, no. Giles is Lulu part of this too. no snitch. She ain't no snitch. She is or going to prison be, alone. Maybe she would get in there and cry immediately and be like, I'll tell you everything. I don't know. When are we going to need computers for real life anyway? Hmm, let's see. There's home, school, work, games. You know, computers are on the way out. I think paper's going to make a big comeback. And the abacus. Yeah, you know, you don't see enough abacati. The, all this to say these are the consequences of people's actions that happen in this episode or in future episodes. Um... And I was wondering if maybe, Dana, you wanted to talk about some consequences that wow. our characters experienced. That was a nice segue. I try. Yeah. I mean, our, our all of our characters had consequences in this episode. Buffy, you know, she wouldn't have had the dreams where DMAF is pulling her down into the water if it wasn't for that guilty faith. Conscience. That's a consequence. Willow, 
not being friends. I mean, their, their strained relationship is absolutely part of, you know, her deciding to be with faith. Um, and that was something that was pretty hard to watch, especially when she was, you know, crying later on. I'm a bad, bad person. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad man. She's a bad man. It's more complicated than that. But see, it's that exact thing that, that's ticking me off. It's this whole slayers only attitude. Hey, since when wouldn't I understand? You talk to me about everything. Buffy says she feels dirty, quote, like something sick creeped inside of you and you can't get it out. And you keep hoping that some night it's some nightmare, but it wasn't. You know, Buffy and Faith obviously talk it out. You know, that's consequential in and of itself because that's pretty much kind of the end of their friendship, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Buffy's going to keep caring, right? But like uh, the detective, you know, consequentially shows up at Joyce's home to question Buffy. Wait. Aren't you Buffy Summers, who I interrogated over the mysterious death of your mother's boyfriend, took a witness statement of those dead kids that even I couldn't remember, and eerily, and maybe this was me, yelled freeze at you once before as you were fleeing the library after the murder of your friend, but definitely was not the one that fired the weapon while you were robbing a sporting goods store on Devro literally last night? (laughs) (laughs) I hope this continues to get longer and longer. That's the plan. That's the plan. (laughs) Consequentially, obviously, uh, Faith will tell on Giles that you murdered someone, which is laughable. I'm so glad they didn't indulge that further um, because Charles would never believe that. And I'm glad they didn't even pretend. He had to know what you did. What I did. Charles, no. And then, of course, we get the doc, the doc shot. Everything in the doc is because of this. And that is terrible. Well, Michael Gershman was really proud of the doc shot situation. So uh, apparently, I don't know if this is specific to Buffy. It didn't sound like it was the way he was speaking about it. But directors typically get 15 days to complete an episode. They get seven days for research and seven days for shooting, which I know is 14. But that's what the man said. So uh, the first seven days are presumably blocking, like setting up shots, uh, doing scouting locations and stuff like that. So he really was into this doc. So he also said that they do six days uh, in a soundstage. And then two days on location. So he only had like 24 hours with this boat situation. And when they got to set, it was, there was the crane shot. That was his, Jay was like, oh, I can't wait to get this crane shot. That's the doc shot. Which is, yeah, yeah. you see the whole boat and obviously we get down into to Buffy. Well, Hate the, it. The crane was two hours late. So it was cold. Sarah Michelle Keller had a, had a cold and they were cold. And it was just like this whole thing. They were all waiting for the stupid crane. And it was just like, is that why Sarah Michelle Geller's not in any of the scenes? And it's her stunt double (laughs) for pretty much all of it. It is mostly her stunt double, but that was, there was a lot of fighting going on. And whenever they have to do dusting and stuff, they have to set up the shot specific ways over and over. Well, you could tell even like faith would be like already positioned in the, person would run in and like yeah it's called a blue screen apparently they don't yeah. call it a green screen so that when faith is actually staking trick it's not that the boat is not behind her in any way shape or form yeah. it's superimposed after the fact it's cool um so that that was an interesting insight onto like just how difficult it can be to set up shot shots for the show because you don't even think about it it was like a two-minute scene right i mean it's right at the end but it's it's some somewhere was it two minutes well just like i felt like it's i guess it's the last three or four minutes of the episode but like what a struggle it was for them and long shooting days. So apparently it used to be almost like every other industry where they don't really regulate stuff. They used to make actors do 14, 15, 16 hour days sometimes. And now there's like a law that you can't do more than 12 hours in a day because apparently on another show, some like grip or something, somebody on the crew had done a 16 hour day and they were driving home and died because they like were so fucking exhausted and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, Sarah Michelle Gellar, their whole, everybody on the crew and on the cast to be, she's like, we used to do 15 hour days, but we really stick to under 14 now. We never really go under 14. I was like, what? So it's just incredible. I I have such respect for the actors in a way I never did before, especially Sarah Michelle Gellar, who's such a professional. Do you think it's actually straight 14 hours of acting though? Or do you think they're like spending a couple hours in their trailer reading and knitting and practicing guitar in between shots? I'm sure the actors have less of And it spans 14 hours. And it's more the crew that's standing around yeah. miking people yeah lighting people all that stuff yeah it's just as a thought it's yeah. intense yeah, oh they also had a, to fight the tide i didn't think about that because the boat is a real boat in the water someone <laughs> got thrown into the, it too like, the tide comes in the boat's getting higher so it's like fucking up the shot for continuity because uh, the boat's in a completely different position and they do like, oh famously care about continuity yes obviously they do so yes the docks the dock shot is <laughs> yeah i mean that's famous for being terrible and uh that leads us to faith faith 
uh, also had a lot of consequences coming her way. Uh, mainly, as I said before, she believes herself above the law when she has been overpowered literally every single episode. Um, she also says stuff like, you know, we did the world a favor killing DMF because he was, you know, bad or whatever. Her definitions of bad are pretty vague. You know, I mean, he was kind of like wrapped up with the mayor, but like the ma- the mayor's bad. And then you went to the mayor. What's that all about? And then said he was as interesting <laughs> as paint drying. Now, Kelly, I don't know if you want to defend this, but like, you know, all station I know is that he loved Kathy. But you obviously have an affinity for this guy. Well, he was... Uh you know the, the deputy mayor, and uh, good, he good, good. he uh, he was a uh, longtime friends with uh, Mayor Richard Wilkins III, and um, well, I didn't know his personal line. personal aide. Okay, confidant. Right. And so interesting as paint drying <laughs> is about right. I hope evil takes Mastercard. Uh, consequently, she gets knocked out by Angel as she's choking Xander. Yep. Because he just shows up. Because this is an episode of Angel halfway. Oh, um, the most angelly episode. The most of angel. Buffy. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. Uh, she is then rescued, quote unquote, by Wesley, who then takes her to go to council jail. By order of the Watchers Council and of England. And just like gets out of it because it's simple. And Wesley is a loser. So, mm-hmm. real simple. Consequentially, Angel, though, this is the most Angel episode of anything we've ever watched. He is literally lurking in the shadows. I said here that he's in the shadows in the hard cut of the police interviewing Nancy Pelosi about the crime. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she looked like Nancy <laughs> Pelosi, apparently. Um, and Angel is in the background thinking, I want to go to L.A. and get involved in criminal justice. Maybe I'll take a quick course at Sunnydale Community College. <laughs> and then in the shadow, when the detective meets with Buffy, and then he walks to his car and he's behind the the like telephone box Mm -hmm. he comes out and i i believed him thinking this detective is oblivious to my shadowy nature i could do better than him with my eyes closed i'm going to dial sdcc from here at this payphone that i've huddled under for four hours (laughs) because i'm going to become a private detective better than you know detective what's his name stein yeah sure whatever um (laughs) and then after he um takes faith and puts her in chains we learn that he knows what a safe word is so that's pretty safety word safety word because they don't know what safe word is that's okay that's a good point so maybe he doesn't really know what it is but that's consequential for the audience because like we know that he fucks (laughs) that's not good and the most consequential for all is that this was a dry run for angel and, and faith later yeah and they'll not only have a great comic book series together but they will have um probably the only time I like Faith in the whole show mm-hmm. is when she's with him. True. The mayor, uh, no longer is he going to get his yayas from shredding paper after Deputy Mayor Alan Finch's death, yeah. which is quite sad. And then, uh, consequentially, he was also found out by by um, by Angel and Buffy. So Buffy still, or Angel, by Faith and Buffy. Buffy still knows that he is evil. Faith is fine with that. But Trick then says that she would be fine if they got put in jail. And once again, we don't understand anything about Slayers. Like, Slayers can just go to jail? Is that a thing? Like, Yeah, well, she does go to jail. Well, council jail, right? Oh, or no, no, no. She goes to real jail. Real, so that's a whole Where other Wesley question. is going to take her is just to, to England to be to England, tried to be tried in the, and like the Watchers put into court. a dungeon or something like sure, that. Sure. Because her going to jail makes zero sense. Like, you literally stake somebody with like, what kind, what was wrong with you? Like, she's like a vicious psychopath who murders somebody with a stake. Mm. That's fucked up. It was an accident. Why you have a stake in the first place? I'm not the most objective, I know. I kind of have an issue with Faith sharing my people. But she murdered someone and accused Buffy. Then she hurt Xander. I hate to say it, but maybe she belongs behind bars. Uh, and then finally, our friends learn that Xander is a sexual being. And that is pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. consequential <laughs> for everything. No one can hear the face you made. Before everyone else. Yeah, yeah Willow... Felt she the knows. consequences she before. Immediately. She's mm-hmm. just thinking about all of her friends having sex. Mm-hmm. The moment to make a hint at it, she's like, oh. Damn. <laughs> I'm the only one I don't need to say, oh. Yep. I, I already know. Got I got it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask a couple of questions to the both of you. So, uh, last week, or the last episode we watched, Bad Girls, I uh, was defending Faith because I read the situation wrong and. Uh, I was saying like, I don't think she really meant to do it. Like she doesn't, she has feelings. She does, but no, you, you're right. Everybody's right. So I'm going to treat this like Buffy would and say it's a gas leak and pretend last episode didn't happen. So the actual question is whether or not it was okay to faith to do it. Like, is it 
okay in the line of duty to kill a bystander like do we really need to deal with this because Buffy clearly takes it very personally and acts as if Faith meant to do it in a way like she's treating it as though you murdered someone no I accidentally voluntarily manslaughtered somebody it's kind of different and it is not just in a legal sense it is in a moral sense too and I think Faith makes a great argument so I wanted to hear your thoughts on uh what, what side do you come down on? Is, is Buffy saying no murder is acceptable, you can't ever kill a human, no matter the consequences, correct? Or is Faith saying, no, there's a lot of gray area here. Sometimes people die when we're trying to save the fucking world. And how many people have we saved anyway? So what do you what do you think? What are you going to learn, B? It doesn't matter what kind of vibe you get off a person, because nine times out of ten, the face they're showing you is not the real one. I guess you know a lot about that. Well, I think it's interesting because Faith is doing the same math that Angel does. Right. On the balance of souls. How yeah. many have I saved versus how many have I killed? Right. Because his whole thing is redemption. And he's trying right, to make up like for that he's deficit. He's trying to make up for all the people that he's killed. He, he remembers everyone that he killed. And like, he's never going to like repay that debt or whatever. Um, and you've got Faith doing the same thing. Except she's not as far behind as Angel. She's only got one death. Like, for now, right. You yeah. know, like in that side of the justice scales weighing her down. But she's got all these people that she's saved. So like I think if it has to come together, like if all the people that she saved has to go at, come at the expense of Deputy Mayor Alan Finch being stabbed in the heart with a wooden stake, like isn't that worth it? Like the morality idea of like for the greater good, like mm-hmm. if this is what has to happen so that you can save these hundred people or these thousand people or the entire world because you're stopping the apocalypse, like isn't that just the cost of doing business almost? So. I don't know. I kind of fall down on that side. I think the fact that in this situation, you know, it's definitely not murder. She wasn't planning it. She didn't decide, like, I am justice and this is a bad person. And she didn't go Dexter, right? Right. Where she starts, like, you know, picking the scales of, like, who... That's a human. Is you look out and you're like, he's bad. Yeah, he's bad. And then you start down that like slippery slope. Like it was an accident, and accidents happen, and they make mistakes all the time. And you know, Faith is putting her life on the line too. Like eventually, like this is how it ends for all the slayers. So I think part of it is that too. Is like it's hard to imagine killing someone like doing your job, but most people don't actually you know, yeah. aren't in those circumstances. I think it's, it's an interesting comparison to Angel because I didn't actually think about that because Buffy certainly gives him a pass. She never gives him a hard time about all the people, the countless people he's murdered and assumes he wants to do good and, and but she can't extend like kind of the same thing. But she also does the same thing that Faith takes the, the big view which is like how many people have we saved? You literally saved the world, Buffy. Like yeah. that debt is forever. Like you can kill a bunch of people and still have that. <laughs> and I think Angel gives gives himself a hard time because he's done plenty of things that have also saved lots of people, but it would never he probably would never put it against his his redemption arc because in theory he's never going to be able to make up. Right. There is no actual number. So he can do or good or ill or evil. And it will not matter because that's just who he is. Because he'll never not be indebted to. And I think the that's world. a little bit what he sees in Faith. Like Faith now has kind of gone down that road. I think it's a little presumptuous to be like, you have a thirst for killing. Yeah. But I think there's a level of like, you're going to start tipping that scale to the point where like it doesn't actually matter if you do three good deeds. It will offset the one murder you did. Mm-hmm. You'll never see it that way. You'll always see yourself as bad. Maybe that's what he kind of saw. I bet you're not big on trust games now, are you, Faith? You're gonna shrink me now? That it? No. I just want to talk to you. That's what they all say. And then it's just let me stay the night. Won't try anything. You want to go the long way around, hey? I can do that. I'm not getting any older. It's sad. And also, he was coming out to them to, like, in theory, say I the mayor is bad, right? Too good, yes. So you realize that you were in this precarious situation and you put yourself in a situation where vampires were going to be, I don't know, it's hard to like really be mad at them f- for DMAF hiding behind a, a container. You know, yes. it's really yeah. tough. So I'm not... Well, because it, it feels like he's almost not an innocent bystander. Correct. He's there with a purpose. And he we know he's not. an accident accidental person walking down the street with their dog right. right like you know made contact and that's why this whole thing happened yeah and i think oh. buffy should have probably felt a little bit different too after you realize that he is a little bit shady he was a little bit into what the mayor was doing that sort of information would then lead you to believe that he was there yeah maybe he was trying to help but i think buffy was also right sort of saying that we don't know that we don't know what he was doing mm-hmm. why he was there or whatever because if it was just an innocent dog walker I feel like that would have been real bad. And maybe even Faith would have been really upset about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. But maybe, but I think the one-two blow of like, whoa, this is a weird thing. Why is this guy even here? 
we're not on the street. We're in the fucking shipping container. Right. We're in the we're in the dock section of town. And then to follow that up with like, oh shit, he's actually a bad guy. Well, then I did I didn't do a bad thing. Right. I'm okay. But Buffy taking the hard, lawful good stance. And Buffy does. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. There's no ambiguity here. Um, oh, which I don't think is right. I was just gonna say. I think you said something interesting, which is like, it doesn't matter whether she does her three good deeds to like deal with the fact that she committed a murder. When you know, it's like it doesn't matter. You see yourself as bad. But I don't. I think the issue with this episode isn't that Faye sees herself as bad. It's that everyone around her immediately does. Mm. Like she isn't given. And I think if Buffy had been the one who had accidentally killed someone, they wouldn't have been labeling her murderer and calling it murder and saying you need to deal with the fact that you killed a human. Like, it's her fault. Like, I think there would have been a lot more grace given to Buffy saying, it's your job. Like, this happens. It's okay. We're going to work through it. And Jael does say that. You didn't need to do that. Yeah. But Buffy is immediately like, Faith, you killed someone. Like, don't you feel sick? I feel sick. I feel awful. I wish this hadn't happened. I wish I wasn't a part of this. I wish I wasn't around you. And Faith is just like, I was just doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Sorry it happened, as she said a million times. And I think the way it all plays out with Faith makes it hard to like swallow even that because you're like, oh, well, shit, you're just a bad person. I mean, she immediately goes bad, but I think it's like, (laughs) it's almost like a defensive thing. Like, you think I'm bad? Like, let me show. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's 100%. Well, and I think it also just doesn't challenge us. It's like for a moment we have that feeling Mm -hmm. and then the show makes it very clear that like, oh, don't worry about that, though. Don't worry about the... The, those moral questions. We're just going to solve it for you real quick. Right here with yeah, the door with bad. the bear. She's bad. Yeah, exactly. It's bad. You've been a very bad daddy. Uh, that little interview that, with Nancy Pelosi that Detective Stein is doing, she says, well, he says, when, what time did you hear the man scream? And she's like, oh, between seven and eight. He never screamed. Uh, famously, oh, yeah. Alan Finch did not make a single fucking sound because maybe if he had, he'd still be alive. As I said, well, the bear is evil. They yeah. were <laughs> in the alley of walkway and maybe she heard a vampire scream or something. I, I don't know, but... Who is living well, that close then, to the docks? And then isn't he like, that's too long. Can you just say yeah, it's 7.30? I was just going to say, like, and <laughs> the follow-up question is, time? can you be more specific between 7 and 8? Isn't it fucking, like, that's an hour. That's not that long of a window. Come on, 7:30. man. 7.30. God. Uh, another question I had. It's about Xander and Willow. Uh, do you think Willow is justified in being so sad that an acoust- acoustic uh, no. little montage has to happen? No. Her crying in the bathroom? <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> and even, okay, okay, no. Do you think she's justified in feeling so fucking betrayed and crying in a bathroom with an acoustic montage? Is that what we think the feeling is? Betrayed? I don't oh, think it's betrayed. What do you think it is? I, th- I just think it's sadness. I think it's just like there's a part of her that's always like, I wanted to be the. F- I wanted to be. It should have been me. Well, yeah. she does say that. I think yeah. even in the next episode, she's yeah. like, "No, you would rather sleep with a murderer than me." Like, yeah. damn. But you. also, like, Whoa. she's the one pushing him away the entire time. She doesn't want to choose. Like, recognize you picked Oz, and he's the better pick. Well, I can be the one, on her one. Let's rephrase. Also in this sad acoustic montage, Xander's having a hard time on the steps in the library. What the fuck is Xander moping about? What do you wait? right after we see Willow crying in the bathroom, we see Xander with a thousand yard stare sitting on the the steps of the library with the same sad acoustic music. So uh, really, what is he? Is he just staring off? He said, uh, "You don't mean anything." You, yeah. But Faith doesn't care about the men she sleeps with. Your garbage to yeah, her. Probably that's what I was thinking too. You don't have to like, say that. <laughs> running through the I'll testify in court if I need to thing that he's about to say well to, I think that faith. it's probably that a little bit like yeah. yeah I think it is that emotion and then him being like I'm Building gonna prove the, yeah. that I'm not I gonna get choked out <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get choked out I got this can I kiss your ear a little no oh. oh, okay no so I don't have much else to say. I'd like to start yelling. However, uh, I don't know how else to do this other than to shoehorn it in. So here I go. So a couple other things about the commentary that I learned from uh, Michael Gershman. <laughs> say that again. My, my, Michael Gershman. <laughs> Michael. There's no more robots. Gershman. My, my, Michael Gershman. One of the reviews of our podcast did say the that they review. love it yeah. because of we the occasionally robots, have robots. Yeah. Which I was going to read a little later. So that's a bummer. Uh, that the one thing that a person liked about our podcast is something we don't do anymore. Uh, jeepers. Okay. Jeepers. So a couple of, of cool things I learned from the Michael Gershman commentary from the DVD. Um, they do something called poor man's progress when they have to make motion look like it's happening, even though there's no actual motion. Right. So, uh, in this case, it was the back of that box car that, uh, mm. faith was in when she was handcuffed and stuff. They were just on a, in a weird little box They were not actually on a truck. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they had it on inner tubes. They had like box on inner tubes that they would rock, which is pretty interesting. But he also said in full for love, 
uh, where train, where train, what? Where Spike is on the subway killing Nikki Wood. That was also just a box on a soundstage. And they use mirrors and lights to make it look like it was moving and shake oh, the box. Fun. I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like, man, you guys are smart. That's <laughs> why they work 15 hours a day. Yeah. You'd be Live is brainstorming. Yeah. Yes. So that that was really neat. That's really cool. Just like, that's your job. Just shake, shake. The you gotta shake the box. Yeah. The mirror thing is cool. Just like reflecting light as you're going through. Like, yeah, he said he had them in the four corners of the um, box itself. Plus they were shining it through like the little windows and stuff too. Yeah, it was like, like it, and Joss Whedon praising uh, Michael Gershman for being so much uh, responsible for what the show looks and feels like is the way that he lights stuff. So a lot of people use direct lighting, like overhead lights. They're on big stages, but Buffy's actually filmed in an old warehouse. It's not actually a proper soundstage built for filming. Uh, so they have to do all their own stuff, make their own light. He was always talking about lights this guy it's at the dock everywhere lights 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 um but that's important so people can see what's happening it is true. it is uh but he said that he loves to use natural light and when that's not available he always lights from the side instead of overhead mm-hmm. which is interesting And if you know it casts more shadows it makes the show look mm-hmm. more like a the mm-hmm. horror fantasy kind of thing which is really important it's those really subtle things that you don't notice uh intentionally but that they yeah. they frame the show and i thought that was neat and he's like i love using natural light which is really fucking hard on a show that's always in the dark yeah. can't have natural light with angel in the fucking scene can we can't do any of that um Good point, Good point. <laughs> not until we get to angel and they're I mean, like oh we have special glass <laughs> don't worry we're, we're in a huge hotel and everything's fine we'll just light the shit out of this place and the the last note is he had nothing but great things to say about the the actors that all all of them he loves Nicholas Brennan because everyone loves Nicholas Brennan he says no one has better comedic time in and we'll give the guy that like he's he's funny when he's supposed to be funny did he he's shout out sometimes. Deputy Mayor Alan Finch no no he did he not. did film him I assume pulling him down on oh the, yeah so that that tank scene that's, that's actually where they film Baywatches like underwater scenes is the same one guys just saying so you know uh, wow <laughs> and he said a little throw did he know line. his name. No. Okay. Of course, of course not. <laughs> but he said that was a miserable scene to shoot too because they had to do it forever. And they're like, we had Sarah under the water for fucking ever. And like, he talked so much praise of Sarah Michelle Gellar and like what a fucking yeah. professional she is. And like she always knew where to be. Like she always knew her blocking. She always knew exactly how to find the light. Like she hit the lines every time, 100% accurately with all the intensity. I was like, that girl. So basically, works. everyone else was bringing her down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's he, great. He I also said that. a little throwaway thing. He's like, when the, when uh, Buffy and Faith are having the confrontation, the big one in the, on the street, he's like, they're really petite. They all seem to be about the same size. And I was like, that's true. They're all like five foot two. Her Joss Willow. Has a type. Yes. And that's why when Amber Benson was on the show, he was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> She's like five seven and she actually weighs more than 98 being pounds. thin and bird like. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was fun. But it, it was nice to hear him be so, um, have so much praise for, for yeah the, the, the cast and it sounds like he they were really close and he because he was older he was um about 60 something when he died so he was probably in his 60s late 50s when he was doing he's like i have daughters their age and it was just like really wait I don't he know. was in his 60s in the 90s and now no yeah. he was in his 60s when he died so he's so in his 40s 50s Damn, he's only 50s, in the 60s when he How died could he be in his oh. late 50s in the 90s it's been 20 years famously oh yeah look i don't know in the 90s i don't know how to do math but he was later, older he had he, a 62 year old <laughs> i just say he had daughters their age so it was like we're looking it up <laughs> michael gershman an emmy nominated cinematographer who shot and directed episodes of buffy the vampire slayer and crossing jordan has died he was 73 oh also buffy doesn't use storyboards at all which is interesting because a lot of tv shows do anyway let's uh let's tell about some stuff shall we got some things to get off your chest stasia let's go <laughs> come on dramatic much going back to the idea of it doesn't matter how you think about yourself it's how other people think about you buffy's dreaming about being pulled down by deputy mayor alan Vinge, of course but then when she finally services faith just shoves her back underwater yeah and i mean I just wrote in my notes faith is such a villain yeah i mean worst. that's what we're saying and that up. was pretty much yeah that's about as much foreshadow as you need mm-hmm. faith is gonna do this uh joyce watching the fucking news about deputy mayor alan that finch are you are you kidding me? Like, how yeah. bad was that? Buffy getting up to like in her pajamas to watch this. Joyce has never watched the news once in her entire life, and of course, they're tapping into something that Americans know, beloved deputy mayors across the country. We all love love our deputy mayors. We're really and when we, we are, you know, mm-hmm. when we lose our deputy mayors, it's really a, a moment of national mourning. So yeah. I noticed that Joyce, I think, decided I need a hobby outside of the gallery and it's going to be news. It will be. I news. subscribed to the newspaper last week and this week I'm turning on the TV. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to shove my daughter on. aside so I can <laughs> read this news. 
Oh, um, about the Faith pushing Buffy back under the water in season four when Faith comes back, it's Buffy shoving Faith back into the grave. Uh, and Ooh. she like so. Matter of perspective, right? Who's on the right side? Faith feels like she's doing I think the right Buffy's thing. Buffy's on the right side. I mean, yes, but like just fun, just a fun. Yeah, no, that's anything. cool. Uh, Faith is not a fucking student. You can't just roll up into a random school. As someone who tried to go back to my school that I used to go to as a ma- True, elementary too. school, I tried to go back and visit my friends, just roll up unannounced, and they found me in the lunchroom in two minutes. And they were like, you're not a student. You can't be here. So Faith is not a student. Get out yeah. of the library. But maybe you in 1898. They've got bigger yeah, problems at that school. Like the fact they've got a mama bezoar in the basement. <laughs> and they've a second got- British guy inexplicably. What does he do here? That's a great point. Okay. That guy that's cannot bigger, be. That's a that's bigger a problem. Trespass. Who yeah, is this a, guy? That's yeah. a pedophile. Yes. Well, and almost, you know, she's ain't, a student. Ain't no full grown man hanging out of school that doesn't work. They're not a pedophile. Doesn't he, does he end up fucking Cordelia? Cordelia? Like yeah, in they, the end. They make out. Oh, okay. They don't have yeah. sex with but yeah, and I mean, so still, he that's... has a thing for Cordelia. Oh, God, I hate that. Uh, I saw a gross comment on the Buffy Wikia that was like some asshole that gross pedophile did the math. It was like, technically, Cordelia was 18 years old when Wesley was scamming on her. So it's fine. I'm like, no, it's fucking half. Have you ever said technically? It's not. Still, yeah. If you had to say the word technically, that's very <laughs> important. Wesley Wyndham Price. I like a man with two last names. I'm Cordelia. And you teach psychology? I take psychology. She's a student. Oh, well, I, uh, yes. That's Yikes. a good rule of thumb. <laughs> technically, it was legal. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was 20 years older, but technically, I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's all for my next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the line when Cordelia comes in and they say blah, 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 whatever. And then Buffy's like, oh, yeah, Cordelia knows. And then Wesley goes, does everyone know about you? <laughs> that's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's like, they fucking do. See, that's why I love that's Wesley. <laughs> nice fish out of water character, except when he's super creepy. Scrapey, you could say. You could. First time. <laughs> first. That's true. You really can't. He's not really scary yet. Um, he never really gets scary. He so gets he, intense. Yeah. Okay. So never okay. creepy. Just creepy. Um, the first time I think we've been in Jenny Calendar's classroom since. Is that the same one? Yeah. When they went in with Buffy and uh, Faith, they went into the room and shut the door and stuff. They oh, were in wow. there together when they were having their first little spat. Gotcha. Right afterward. That was definitely. But I can't remember yeah. if we had been in since her Maybe. death. I don't no. think we have been, though. So that was our first Jenny Calendar hmm. classroom R-A-P. visit. Michael! Michael. Only time he's ever mentioned on the show yeah. other than in the episode he's in, in Gingerbread. Who's Michael? The warlock guy. Who was like, I got beat up. For being gay, but I'm oh, a witch. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, when did he get mentioned? Well, offhandedly, because Buffy's like, can we hang out later? She's like, actually, I have plans with Michael. We're going to try to derat Amy. And Ama- an Amy shout out. Michael amazing. I No, that never once put those two together. Yeah. Holy shit, good for, good for Michael. I know, right? Man. Did you? Uh, possibly the thing that made me most angry in this episode, which is not Wesley scamming on Cordelia and not Wesley, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> not Wesley asking them to investigate a murder that should be unrelated to everything, supernatural. You know, basically, it wasn't Wesley. It was Faith doing the worst job in the world, dumping a body. Yeah. Yeah. How did you mess Found it up? Immediately. So quickly that it immediately rises to the surface and someone finds it. Did you not try even a little bit? Dude, way to get dumped. The detective stuff was really dumb. He said, quote, I've got a couple witnesses that put you in the alley as if there's one alley. And as if there were witnesses, which they were in. How is there witnesses? I like thinking that there are people in the abandoned warehouses that were surrounding them, peeking out the windows and making notes. (laughs) (sighs) It's so bad. How long was Angel outside of that door while Xander was being strangled? Follow up. You can't just hit people in the fucking head with baseball bats. That's real dangerous. I don't care if she's a slayer. You could have fucking killed her. You're just playing. What is it? What's bothering you? Baseball. When you lose, it's bad. Jesus Christ, Angel. Think about your actions. Follow up, follow up. They put Angel in a net. And that's the most funny thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Trapped. I'm trapped. I'm Angel in a net. And I'm trapped. I just can't get over it. How can he not get out of the net? Is it like laced with like <laughs> silver? Like he like tied it together. Uh, so oh, like, we don't play the, the fact that he is like him. struggling. I'm sorry. The fact that you would be, you would find him even doing like a weird struggle dance. <laughs> I would stop struggling <laughs> the moment great. somebody walked in because uh, I'm like, I'm too cool for this. I know that I can't yeah. get out. I'm not going to be. <laughs> go the- on, go on. So they go back to the dumpster, Buffy and Angel, because Buffy's like face a villain or whatever. And they're like, there's blood here. Can't, or no, or maybe it was just Angel. It was Angel one. there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. 
So Angel's Amazing. at the dumpster. There's blood. Again, Faith, not covering your tracks, even a little bit, doing the least. <laughs> Wipe it down with your shirt, girl. I know least. you wear tank tops, but like you Come can on. really... Really not trying to cover up this murder that no. she committed. Well, no. just like... It, if you're going to do such a bad job dumping a body, don't even touch it. Yeah. Don't move it. There's yep. no DNA. Yep. None No explanation. It's a wooden stake. Ex- no one would ever think that. adding extra exposure by being around the body, moving it to a new location. You're just adding extra witnesses, extra... More charges. Don't do that. More charges. Anyways, uh, I'm wondering, can Angel tell that the blood on that dumpster is the same blood that was on Buffy? This is the blood smell question. This is the smell. Again. Can yeah. I get a lick I of that? Yeah. I keep asking myself I that. I know. Because I think it's a leap for him to be like, blood there <gasps> must be Buffy blood. The bl- bl- blood that was on her hands. It must be the same. But if he could smell it, if, or okay, if he could but, know. But were they also, not sort of implying that with this? Do like, we remember was, that I don't know, maybe infamous not. broken bracelet from the snake house when Angel was like, there's blood on that. Oh, yeah. There's like a microscopic amount. I can smell it. Yeah, true. So yeah. <laughs> why don't I have that quote? Where is that? It's in know. Reptile Boy. Oh yeah, shit, my boy. god. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. I said this <laughs> smelling the sunset. I didn't realize there was a direct quote. When you specifically asked, can you smell Buffy's blood? Like, no, but I meant the blood. Any blood. Because then he's like, Can I get a lick of it? Because it's not your blood. So if I can differentiate blood. <laughs> but he can't. He can smell blood. Just blood. Period. Okay. Yeah. So yes. so he would smell blood on her hand and he saw yeah. it. Because he could smell it. Right. But he yeah. didn't know it wasn't Buffy's. And Buffy yes, yeah. Well, okay. All right. He was like there was okay. blood there and blood on Buffy's hand and they were close together. And Buffy's- Buffy seemed weird and yes. so we're implying that detective like, time when he was looking at the dumpster with the blood on it yeah he was he could not smell that what he had smelled before on her hand was, was the, the same, same blood, smell just that there was coming from the blood. dumpster yeah. no, that was my question yeah so I, and they did not indicate in any way say, that he knew could do that they'd probably be really great cops yeah oh yeah well I, I mean is that why angel is well, although detective? can you imagine the interrogation techniques like hey you're a suspect of this murder i'm just gonna need to cut you a little bit just cut you a little bit <laughs> you're good you're good <laughs> can i lick that also real quick? while we're here whoa it smells like church in here no wait evil church oh i like the dramatic shot when um buffy and giles were talking after he tells her that I know you didn't murder and then we go outside the library, you know, his office and we see it's Wesley. I thought it was going to be Faith that was listening into the conversation because mm-hmm. you knew once they started panning out that it was going to be somebody sneaking. But this got me thinking about what you said last week, which is why are we in the library? Like why doesn't Wesley take his activities to what is it? The espresso bean or whatever, you the know? Espresso pop doesn't imply he's a pedophile. Yeah. Although maybe it would if he's the you know, middle-aged man meeting up with a bunch of high school girls. I'm here That's to watch the young girls. Bean. <laughs> True. He does say he that. He does say that. <laughs> that is a quote we have him quoted for. But yeah, I'm just like, if you don't want Giles to be involved, Go he, somewhere he has been employed by the school. You How? have not been. I was going to say, Wesley is not. No, Wesley is not. Capacity. No, no, yeah, no, you are nothing. Giles, he is the library. The library. Yes. He is al- you can leave. <laughs> so the fact, so Buffy being there alone would be a problem. But the fact that Buffy's there incidentally, because you, it is also the place that you meet, he could, he could be talking, she could be talking to Giles about overdue library books. You don't know. Well, it's and if you're listening out. in, then you're a fucking creep. And you deserve to be shunned. I think that Angel may only be able to sit on tables. He sits on the coffee table at the mansion and he sits on the table in the library. And I'm like, there's a chair right there, bruh. We're having a chair shortage. I didn't read anything about I almost understand at his place because there's nothing there, but, you know, famously barren aside from the chains. I forgot that it's Faith that goes to the mayor and says, I want a job. And oh, you thought, thought it was him? Yeah, I was thinking it was the mayor coming to Faith and saying, hey, I have a job for you. Nope. And then. That was a cool little reveal. I like that. I I really enjoyed the camera that followed Angel as he uh, was not torturing Faith or whatever, but they were having a conversation and then he just gets up and walks out and we just follow him and we follow him outside Mm -hmm. to reveal Buffy. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think the show's ever done that camera shot before following a character. I think the the only thing close would be um, helpless when we were following Buffy from behind as she was walking through. But this was not in a horror context. This was more of just in a a cool little continuous shot of him over the shoulder. And also like not because I think they did it maybe also with Giles like in helpless. They did it multiple times as a technique of horror. But this was just like a random little shot. And I really enjoyed it. Well, it they definitely really do it in the body. They follow Buffy from behind throughout the house and stuff like As that. You yeah, which is I mean, it's a, a whole power, other level. But that's what I mean. It's very sparingly used, yeah. and it's very well done when it is. Because that I really liked. I liked Buffy mm-hmm. just being there. That was fun yeah. and a great way to reveal it. Because 
you know, Angel, it's he's he's got his bat and he's there. So. Yeah. Before we move on, I would just like to remind you that we're a real podcast. You can find us at Beat Me Pod everywhere. That'd be Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Uh, we've even got a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, or if you aren't, you can check out our playlist at Funtime Playlist Podcast. What? Funtime Playlist for Podcast Fans, Season 3. And that'll have every song in any episode of the podcast that we might play, or any episode, or any song that's in the episodes of the TV show that are available on Spotify. Wow, that was clunky. Also, you could leave us a review at your review place of choice, like iTunes, like, and you could be like a, a reviewer of ours, that '70s show addict, one, two, three, four, who said my second favorite Buffy podcast. And I'm here to tell you that's a fucking glowing endorsement. So if you have more stuff to say like that. When compared with buffering the Vampire Slayer, if the apocalypse comes beat me, we'll always come second. And that is a fair assessment. We are not Jenny Owen Youngs. We're not. And like, you just can't beat her. She's We're a not making musician. a song for every. She's incredible. No. Seen her live. Go check out Jenny Owen Youngs and listen to buffering if you want to. Go nuts. But that doesn't mean I don't enjoy it immensely. This is, again, that 70 show addict, one, two, three, four, talking, not me. I like how this show dives further into lore, has a fun ranking system, and never fails to point out how creepy Angel is. You're goddamn right. Plus, there are occasionally robots. Not so much anymore. Highly recommended. <laughs> and for the record, it's Jenny Owen Young's. Famously. I always say Jenny Owen's. I know, Young. Yeah. and she knows. She knows that people say that. It's so much easier to say. I know. Jenny it Owen is, Young's, right? Yeah. It's Jenny Owen's Young. Fuck! <laughs> I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny. I'm confused. What is it now? Jenny Owen Young's. Young's you is the last name. No, it's so it's so easy, and she knows that, and that's a joke of hers, going back years. And I f- believe you saw her years ago, and should in theory be years a fan. Nope, fucked it up. Oh man, Jenny Owen Youngs. I know it says on the poster that's literally in our living room, and I still can't get it right. It's Jenny Owens. It's Jenny Owens. Anyway, it's Jenny Owens. please leave us a review if you feel yes. so inclined. Good, bad, in between, don't care, and we will say you're are this. We just want to be the second best. Just say the second, second get, best. Honestly, glowing, glowing review. So. Uh, be like 70 Show Addict 1234 and uh, s- send us a review. So I think we had some things we were on the lookout for, some watches. We got to update. We were, but honestly, all of these are busts. No, Xander Tank Top Watch Motherfucker. No, it was definitely there. Definitely there. Well, I, I was going to let you. Oh, oh, it was. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I don't, that's I don't, good. No. I have no idea. So the Xander Tank. Wow. You, I mean, I'm glad you're on top of it. I even that. highlighted it. Wow. That's great. <laughs> So when was he wearing it? Uh, it? When they were having the conversation. In the, oh, yeah. No, oh, no. Yes, that conversation. Absolutely. Well, when they no, were no. all together. In the, in the, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so he's only in two scenes. He's in <laughs> he was. That scene and he's in the one where he no like, like struggled by faith. Yeah. <laughs> so we. So it's a yes on that. Yes. Uh, Maroon Jacket Watch, no. No. Uh, Giles being, being mean to Oz. Oz not in this not episode. In this episode. <laughs> so N.A. Wesley Watch. Yeah, buddy. It was also last week. So Wesley Watch needs to end. And it has not ended. apparently ended. So let me go ahead and... Uh, Delete Wesley Watch because that's over. Right. Uh, Devin Watch. No. Still gone. We have not gone back to the bronze in a I hot know. second. Uh, Buffy Bang Watch. How's her hair? Looking fine. Still I think I fine. think that watch can probably end too because I don't think we get crazy again. Buffy Bang Watch over. Bye Deputy Bye Mayor Bye. Alan Finch Watch. This is the final. Yes. Yeah. We did he see him. It. His body has surfaced. <laughs> body has <laughs> well, surfaced. He was pulling Buffy back down to his watery grave that's with true. him. That's yeah. uh Yeah, but I, do we talk about him more? We talk about him I probably for the rest of the connection. year. That that was Deputy Mayor Alan Finch. No, the, oh. the he was thrown in water. Is because Buffy or Faith dumped his body in water. Yep, yep. That's a it's the whole thing. <laughs> You're just like yeah, this is just together. a trap. It's just really like, weird that we're in water. No, it's just like that's like a common nightmare. True, true. Dream, yeah, okay, as opposed true. to like feeling trapped and not being able to breathe and blah 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 and something yeah. pulling you down versus like I don't know him torturing her. True, true. Or something. True. That's fun. It's good. I see revelations. That's what we want in this show. Streets ahead. We no nothing new. That's true. No no new streets on here. We did hang out apparently on Maple Court though. We want to. We think. We think. Or a perpendicular street that is unnamed. Honestly, it has to be. There was enough people on there. We've only seen people on Maple Court. It has to be Maple Court. You're saying there's a perpendicular street to Maple right, Court. Right. Yeah. So there's this Maple what? Court has the theater. It has everything. The Magic Box right. and everything. But then there's a street that goes into. What is it. that? I don't know. See, that's we're getting too First, far ahead. <laughs> okay, if this isn't called Main Street, that's not called First Street. Maybe that is Main Street. I, right? Well, I mean, Maple Court crosses Main God. Street. Maple to Main. And Main is just like a weird alley. Oh, and then where's Crawford? Who knows? Giles' most dangerous knockout. He was not knocked out in this episode. Still Gwen Post and Revelations. 
Yes. Uh, I wanted to propose to the team mm. a couple of additional watches. Now, these are Ooh, be long it. game watches. Love it. But would have paid off in this episode because we got a mention of Amy. I want to do an Amy mm. watch. Now, we'll definitely get it in something blue, but not until season six beyond that. But I want to know every time it's at least mentioned. Okay. Because that would have, this would have counted because okay. we said, go in, you know, famously with Michael. Go in with Michael. Well, and I would have been probably more keen to it. Yes. With the watch in place. If there was a watch in place. I love this. Everybody come up with more watches. So Amy watch. Be ready to hear no every week until something blue. And then no again every week until season six. Cool. <laughs> and into it. Amy watch added to the list. If you have any suggestions of any watches we should be on the lookout for, get at us. Tweet us. Mimi pod. Don't forget. I think it's time to rank this sucker. Willow hacks. We talk about the net. Now, we did ask Willow to do some hacking, but she didn't actually do any. However, she was on her laptop in her bedroom um, doing some business. I don't know. Internet business. Maybe schoolwork. Maybe schoolwork. Uh, when Buffy came to have her cry fast. So, going to give that a six. Giles. Level of Giles. His willingness to help and protect both Faith and Buffy. It's pretty classic Giles. Give it a nine. Also, he's rocking suspenders and stuff. Very Gilesy. Yeah. Uh, pretty casual in this episode. Joyce. Well... I gave her a five because like she didn't make the episode any better or worse. She was completely incidental. It was weird that she was, she wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. So she gets the score of not showing up. She really didn't need to be there. Buffy could have stumbled across this on her own. And I feel like Joyce, it was almost out of character for her to not be worse. Like when the cops showed up, I'm really surprised. Oh. She didn't go, Buffy, I can't believe I'm so disappointed. You cops at the door, blah, blah, blah. She didn't do anything. She just like weirdly stepped out of the way and detective Stein came into view. She never said a word either no. about it. Yeah. Except for like the facts, ma'am. That's all we want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She really, so wow. surprising. Could even give her higher than a five, but, but you're not going to. Yeah. Uh, monster of the week. That was tough. Who's the monster faith? Sure. But like, not really. We're kind of just having a moral question. Like, um, is, is Wesley the bad guy? Cause he almost gets faith arrested by, well, he does. Wesley's arrest a her. hero. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wesley, Guy's a hero. Is, is mayor the bad guy? Sure. But I don't oh, know if he's the monster yeah. of the week. Is uh, deputy Marilyn Finch the bad guy? No. Uh, is trick. Yes. He is a bad guy, but I don't know if he's like the monster it's of the week bad guy. You know what I mean? So I had a hard time picking that. Is so. The- Monster of the Week, our own personal demons. Yeah. Our, our own it. moral quandaries. Sure, sure. Hey, is it, is it Xander for Breaking Willow's Heart? Aww. Maybe it is. Who knows? Uh, but I gave it a ten six. Ten. Because, <laughs> oh, I did, didn't. I gave it an eight. Wow. I gave it an eight. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, moral questions. That. There you go. Uh, and Faith is cool and the mayor is cool. There you go. <laughs> They're cool. They're cool. <laughs> Uh, relationship goodness or badness Willow and Xander clearly going through some hard times bad Faith and Buffy bad Angel and Faith no Oz good. no Cordelia and Buffy and Willow good Angel and Faith not good no they're getting along I mean she would I think Angel would have totally gotten through to her if Wesley hadn't fucked up the whole thing and that was kind of the I point I think that's kind of true yeah, yeah. They, they did have a little rapport so I think there was he a, had her chained in his well, you gotta, mansion she's violent you know like she saying, <laughs> it's not like the best of terms <laughs> But he would have uncuffed her. They would have gotten there. Wesley hadn't fucked it up. But she would have, she would have betrayed that trust. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so I give it a six because we're she clearly... needs a good coma. To she get does. Back into... She does. She needs a good. She a good coma to mellow her out. Coma. Yes. Yeah. Uh, gave that a six because we're it's everything's rocky, but not the worst uh, episode specific. I think that I have to go with. We are better because I think that's a great line. Like. You know, we're not better than regular. You don't get it. We are better. We are better. Uh, so I give that a 10 to 10. That puts us at 44, which is pretty high. Uh, that's going to be number seven for the season, right above Faith, Hope, and Trick, and right below Gingerbread. So I I just think that the interaction between Buffy and Faith and, and really calling into question what is a Slayer is a cool question to be asking. And I think season three is an appropriate place to do it, too, yeah. which is what we have established so far. Buffy is lawful good, and this is what we do, and we're always on the right side of justice. So it's cool to shake that up. That's uh a good point. Stacia? I put this episode at 17 out of 49. Mostly because I didn't know what to do with it. I liked it. Is it amazing? No. Is it bad? No. And so I put it where I put it because I was like, pretty sure it's better than School Hard and Innocence. Yes. I don't remember which episode Innocence was, but it's tied up in my head. Surprise, you lost your Innocence. Innocence is number two. So after 
Yes, right. that's how we remember Thank things. You. All right, so I put it below those things and above Homecoming and Inca Mommy Girl because it's probably better than Inca Mommy Girl. And I don't remember what happened in Homecoming. Slayer Fest Slayer 98. Slayer Fest 98. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I should write that down. R.I.P. Trick. <laughs> we didn't even mention that. Oh, and Trick, that was the first time we saw Trick, right? In Homecoming, right? Yeah. yeah. Or no, he's in Faith, Hope, and Trick. Duh. Obviously. Yeah. But that was his whole thing, Slayer yeah, Fest. Yeah. But yeah, he's gone, and I'm going to miss him. Oh, I don't give a fuck. No, I'm that's, miss him. don't give a shit about that. I never cared about Trick. Out of 144, this episode is number 88. It is above Lie to Me, and it's below Bad Girls and When She Was Bad. Oh, you thought this was worse than Bad Girls? I thought this was worse than it's below Bad, Bad Girls. Below Bad Girls for me, too. Wow. Yeah. I feel Bad, Bad Girls is much is better. number 12. Yeah. Bad Girls is better than this episode. I feel the opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? I just like I slutty Buffy dance. Yeah. I yeah. It was, it was, so do, does everyone else. Yeah. But it, I just thought it was more fun. The things that need to be stretched out are often done in one episode and and the things that are stretched out should be done in one episode and they're just they constantly make that mistake she still has a lot to face before she can put this behind her i'm not gonna give up on her then i think she stands a chance i think that's it for this week unless anybody has any parting thoughts daniel yes did trick have any cool lines in this what was his death line oh no oh that's not good at all so we will see you next week for Doppelgangland. I know we're a little bit behind, but we're going to have a big old break after that anyway. So enjoy us not being gone for as long a period of time and see you when we see you hopefully next week. Season three, episode 16, Doppelgangland. What a banger of an episode. I'm stoked. Sage, say goodbye. Dirty. Okay. Daniel, say goodbye. We can be <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I've been letting things fester. I don't, I don't like it. I want to be fester free.